Oh, I got his ass now. My bottle got stretched a little bit. You have to be fast in the track. I'm about to light this shit up. Oh, we're back, baby. We are back. It's about time we're all back. This is the first time, uh, first time this year we've all been here, James. First time of 2020, we're all in studio for uh, for another good podcast. We got Mike Common back in studio. For those hey guys, of you that might yeah, remember yeah. Mike, he was nice on uh, my retirement show. So, Mike, after the last show, like, how is it handling the fame that comes with the podcast? Like, I'm sure the endorsements are rolling in. You get recognized in public. Like, what's it just like being in the public public eye now? Uh, it's been really tough. Uh, I really had to, uh, you know try to hide. I can't go to the grocery store yeah, uh, without being recognized, but yeah. I got out there and I shook hands and I kissed some babies and, <laughs> you know, made life better for everybody else around me. Um, didn't make it about myself. Definitely didn't play any golf, nor did I complain about getting a lime wedge instead of a lemon. <laughs> <my last> day, <laughs> so. This guy rolling first class get, on his way home. Oh my God. Mike probably went home after the last podcast, just Googled how to handle fame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks yeah. to ProGate Europe. Show 44, actually. Young Shibby. Anthony Picardo coming on, so we good to talk to Shibby. Uh, thanks to ProGate Europe. Winning starts the Great Gate. Corbin Sherrod had a couple Great Gates in Sarasota, didn't he? He, he did. He, he came through when it was main time. I saw, like, in motos, I think he uh, lost a lap, but, you know, both times in the main, he came through and he got it done. He really did. He really did. Corby's yeah. four for four this year. He's doing well, hey? He's, go, he's going after the title. Oh, hell yeah. He's going oh, after the he title. Knows. He's going after the title. Connor's already won it twice, so he doesn't really care now. No. George is coming back from his injury. He knows this is his time right now. If he doesn't, if Corbin doesn't win it, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I would too. Well, I'm sure Joris will charge second half of the year, but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, also, we got motorsheets.com coming back on board for this show. Um, it's good to have the Webster brothers and the dad, you know, they uh, have timing and scoring systems with motorsheets.com. So if you guys need timing and scoring made easy, okay, you guys know where to go. Go to motorsheets.com, guys. Um, okay, Young Shibby back on the show. Okay, I think this is going to be interesting. We had him on for that short clip last time. We heard a smidgen of his story. I'm really excited to hear the full version this time. Yeah, and Mike, how would you describe him? you just seen his Instagram. I said he looked like a Skittle. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't talked to him yet, so I mean, who knows? But obviously seems like a pretty big personality, which I like. Yeah. I like when, especially being at that age too, and it seems, uh, you know, I've gotten to know the sport a little bit more after having known you clowns, but... Um, <laughs> Everybody, there's, it seems to be like a lot of different personalities and it seems to me like he's just another one, like kind of those guys like you're going to follow, you know, with hair, obviously does a little bit of music on the side and seems like he's into his skateboarding too. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited just, to talk I should just dye my fucking hair like that. I what dare, do you think? I dare you. Just go full on shibby. Would you, what no, cause you then go? you're looking at, you've retired now. You'd be looking at midlife crisis. How much, <laughs> how <laughs> bad would the red mid, Mustang? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can pull it off. How terrible would I look with that? You look awful. People be like, dude, what are you doing? What happened? <laughs> you still be wearing your Lulu clothes. People be like, bro, what happened? <laughs> yeah. No country club ever. No, you wouldn't be allowed at the golf course. No, no, that would be no. no. Like no, he yeah. can pull it off. Some people can pull it off. I can't pull it off. He pulls it off. Well, he does pull it off. Yeah. Well, I, I, just get, I saw a picture of him on his Instagram. He looked like the Joker and it looked really good. <laughs> I just get that and a throat tat. I just look savage. at you and I think you're a Joker. <laughs> what do you think? If I just walked in and said, yo, I want a throat tat. Just a big owl. Like Kalen had. Didn't Kalen have a big owl? Well, most tattoo, like any reputable tattoo artist would turn you away. Most likely, yeah. yeah. That's what Nick told me, yeah. Really? Turn who away? Like, if you just walked in, no tattoos, I want a throat tat. Oh, like, then not a chance. No chance. Like, yeah. take it from a guy that's got lots. Yeah. It, yeah. There's not a, it, it's tough. Yeah. I get, like, tattoo artists say that they won't even tattoo their own neck because it hurts so bad. Wow. wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Nick, too. He said it didn't hurt that bad. Yeah. Well, it yeah, depends. Everybody's different, right? Yeah. High pain tolerance, probably. So. And he's got so many, yeah. Mm, maybe he just had some whiskey before and then just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I um, like that you did your research, Mike, on Shibby. This is good. He's prepared. A little bit, yeah. Professional about it. Work, I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I like Had it. A little he's, bit. he's not just going to come on and just just dick around here. No, I know. Fake it till you make it, baby. I feel like, do. yeah, but of all people, you could fake it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you could fake it. <laughs> if I you faked, really wanted I to. I faked fame all the way up into this point. <laughs> yeah, but By now, the way, before we go on, I just told you that I would sue you. We are now recording at 5.45 p.m. We are 45 minutes later. It's, a, it's 45. It is 45 minutes and late. And for a guy with four kids, James? Yeah. The, not me. Mike has four kids, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do apologize. Be better. <laughs> I, I am Be sending better. My, my sincerest apology. Are you shitting me? I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Uh, I, I was going to even like make the excuse there was traffic. There wasn't. I had Dana in the car with me. We were flooring it in the HOV lane. The session just ran late, so. Absolutely, yeah. Sam. Yeah, so we're hopping right into things. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Discussion topic. So they said 
The Olympics possibly being canceled. I think there's no chance it's going to be possibly, it's going to be canceled. I think it's a publicity stunt at this point, but you never know. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's drawing attention to it because for guys like me that don't necessarily tune into the Olympic Games, they're drawing attention to the Olympic Games in February. You think it's a publicity stunt? Okay, that's a dumb statement. They're not going to do that just for publicity. Well, no, no, but any publicity is good publicity. I so know, you're getting guys like me. Oh yeah, there's Olympics. The IOC here. isn't going to make it up though if they're not actually yeah, talking. They've about never that. made up anything before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've never done that before. Bunch of straight shooters. Yeah, <laughs> honest, hardworking <laughs> political citizens. Um, yeah, but dude, I, I really, I obviously the coronavirus is a real thing, and a lot of people have been. Yeah, are, I hope it happens because it, it, it does. I, like I told you, I didn't focus on BMX at all until one, I knew you, and then two, when it, when I watched in the Olympic Games. Yeah. That, uh, now, every year that I watch it, even though you aren't in it, and you were pathetic, by the way, <laughs> I, I'll watch. Fifth place. I'll watch it because, yeah. you know, I knew you and uh, and I can see how exciting it is. Yeah. So yeah. I'll check it out for sure. When's the last time there was something this like... Um, well, there was Zika. There was Zika, Zika for we, Yeah, we were just saying Zika. Yeah, but was, it, so, when was that? The Zika virus? It's from the mosquitoes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah but it, dude, the, mm-hmm. obviously that was a thing, but it was way fucking blown out of proportion. When was that again? 2014. Uh, 20, 2016. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, four years ago. Real, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good math, math guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck, guys? You not know when the Olympics were? <clears throat> no, I, I didn't know when watch. the Olympics were, but I don't know when, <laughs> when it happened. Yeah, yeah like a bunch of people were concerned about Zika virus, and obviously it was a thing, but like there was, it wasn't like in that area or something, and it wasn't a problem, I don't think. Was really that before. Olympics thrown together? We don't need to get into it deep, but was it, like, was it thrown together really piss poorly? No, it was really, it was done really well. No? Yeah, it was really good. I just heard that it was like, poverty. of course. I heard it was like, well, well, it's South America. So, well, again, the Olympic, yeah, IOC, they would never make anything up. So. Well, it's South America. So, <laughs> like, when you, it's not like here, really, you know, but yeah, no, it was, not, it was, yeah, yeah it was fine. Like, right? everything yeah. was really good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah, okay. good, glad we, territory. You know, yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go into Rio. Should I talk about my experience in Rio? <laughs> I got a four-hour show. Should have kept my fucking mouth shut. You know, so I got fifth in. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, we're, we we don't think it's being canceled. No. Wait, first of all, can you imagine if it is canceled? Can you imagine? If it Boy, did I retire oh, at a good time. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Seriously though, yeah. Me and Dana were just talking about this in the car. What if you're somebody, obviously it's going to suck for everybody. What if you're somebody that's kind of sticking around old, like late in your yeah, career? Yeah, true. I didn't you're even think about that. You're sticking around for the like, yeah. This is Olympics. Last, yeah. And oh, it's like man. all of a sudden it's canceled. It's like, what? Do you, Fuck have me. Have you wasted your years? Or like, what do you yeah. do now? Like, What yeah. do you think they do if it's canceled this year? They're just going to move it to next year? I know they can't really just do that, can well, they? I don't, why not? I don't know. They Can spend, they do that? I don't know. They, Japan, like the country spend like a billion yeah. dollars. The amount of money that goes into these things, they don't want to just say, hey, we're done. Oh, no, we're done. We, can't, like, we can barely even cancel a BMX <laughs> race without the, the freaking shit hitting the fans. So. Yeah, so. Okay, uh, so speaking of Olympics, because Tori, yeah, you brought this to my attention. Two-time Olympian, day. by the way. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you just say? I, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Anika McPherson. Oh, this is our Sylvan social media check-in. So I was scrolling the other day. This is unreal. I was scrolling. And so you might have seen it on the Coffee Chatter story, but sure did. a woman named Anika McPherson, I think she's a high jumper, has 2020 Olympic champ in her bio. Yeah. At what? Anika underscore McPherson. Anika with an I. How Spe- savage. Speechless. Now, like- <clears throat> I'm no athlete, uh, but I'm pretty certain that that is the biggest power move I think in the history of power moves <laughs> to say that you're a 2020 Olympic champion at one. It hasn't happened yet too. It might not even happen. <laughs> <laughs> and three, I, do we know anything? I, I don't know. She, it's, has she been in the Olympics before? It says she's a U.S. champion. I don't know, but it was it was just a shocking discovery. So I apologize, Anika McPherson. I don't know much about you. I didn't do a whole lot of research into this beforehand, but you putting... 2020 Olympic champion on your Instagram page for your 11.7 thousand followers to see is completely ridiculous. That is just a heinous thing to put in your bio. Yeah. I mean, and disrespectful. She I, must I, have. Hey, listen, I understand <laughs> the confidence and the bravado and no, but that's beyond confidence. Little, though. That's a little like bit of cocky to it, but a little, what yeah, a, what a disrespectful move yes. to your, to your fellow competitors. Very disrespectful. Yeah. The, problem, the funny thing is she's probably lighting some fires inside her competitors that for some it might go bad, but for some yeah, it's probably lighting them up right Needless now to, to say, Nika, I'm not cheering for you. Although in a sport like high jump, for instance, you kind of know where you're at before you even compete. You oh. know what you can do. It doesn't yeah. mean you know what you're going to do. Right? Whoa, we that hurt my ears. We Jesus. Loud, hey? um, you like, pretty much know where you're at though. Like if you can do a certain height, yeah. you can pretty much know if you're going to medal or not or win or not. Yeah. Generally. But at the same time, you got to perform on. No, the you day, do, right? of course. But like generally speaking, it's not like yeah. BMX. Where I was the know. best at high jump in grade four. 
From, and you I, said, knew what I, I knew what I had. And you, <laughs> and you said you're not an athlete. And there's a reason that I hung it up. The funny thing is, I might watch the high jump now just to watch her hopefully get lit. Honestly, up. and we, I, I kind of want her to get lit. God, we're going to be one of the few her. people to do. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, she's got eleven point seven thousand followers. So I don't think a whole lot of people are paying attention to Anika. But if you listen to this podcast, I challenge you to watch her, and I challenge you to not be a big fan. Odds, odds she listens else, to this podcast. Zero in a million. She wins the Olympics, and then they just play this soundbite on NBC. Blow it up. ESPN, NBC Sports, <laughs> TSN. We hope she gets lit up. Yeah. Um, that would be, be savage. I see their rant, James. James and UCI official in Bathurst. What's this about? So this wasn't really much of a rant as like I probably put like a story rant. So if we're in Bathurst. Everybody knows that it got colder in Bathurst than it was in Shepparton because the, uh, the huge whatever. It was like 45 degrees in Shepparton. We went to Bathurst. It was like 25. Pretty big difference. So on the first day of practice, I was wearing my hoodie. And most of the time, you remember, we wear hoodies in practice days all the time because if it's cold, it's raining. Under the jersey? No, I've worn it over over top. So we've worn it in practice all the time. They always just say, like, just make sure you have it off for racing, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting on one of the jumps just chilling, and I was actually about to take my jacket off to begin with. And one of the officials comes up to me and starts giving me shit for wearing my jacket and being like, oh, you have to be in race kit, blah, blah, blah. Are you shitting me? And I was like, okay, first of all, I've had pictures in practices wearing jackets for years now. Why are you just telling me this now for the first time ever? And acting like I should know this, like, as it's been a rule. It's like, no, it hasn't been a rule. So anyways, he starts like, we start just like bickering, whatever, not a big deal. And he starts walking, he starts walking away I started going out with the official. <laughs> I, was like, I was a little flat. I don't know why I was pissed off, but anyways, I was. And then he starts walking away from me and he turns around and says like, Oh, it's not even cold. Why do you even need a jacket? Oh boy. And I looked at him like, I didn't say anything, but I gave him a weird look and I turned around. The dude is wearing a jacket. Okay. He's telling me it's not even cold enough to wear a jacket. Bro's wearing a jacket. First of all, that's okay. really unprofessional. I really wanted to light the guy up. That's really unprofessional on his end. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like step off. Yeah. Wait, you don't know how cold I am. I might not be good with cold. I'm not. So. He says Bad it's circulation. Like he has no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's like, wow. Oh, I wish he wasn't official. So I could just like, you know, roast him. Can't believe he like, said yeah. that. Yeah. So I thought that I threw that in there. I thought it'd be a funny story. It's super unprofessional. Jerk. Yeah. So that By was the way, I haven't talked to you since you were in Australia. You guys might have already covered this or not, but was it good? It was fun. Yeah. Great trip. Yeah. How long were you gone for? I was gone for actually, it ended up being almost two months, month oh. and a half, month and a half. Yeah. Cause I went and stayed at actually an extra week and went to Indonesia actually. Oh, okay. Cool. So that was something. Yeah. We didn't Chasing kangaroos. Yeah. Maybe if you listen to the show, Mike, you would have fucking heard what he how yeah, Australia honestly, was. guys i have nothing better to do than to sit at home and listen to coffee chatter you got four kids you think he's got time to single. listen to this damn show <laughs> i didn't have time to change my pants today <laughs> let home listen to coffee i apologize i try to listen to all of them that i can but yeah, that's hey right. and it's been a while since i've seen you guys it has been a while so maybe you should step off <laughs> maybe we should give him a break yeah we should give him a break <laughs> retired terry um should we get into picardo yeah this should be fun um, yeah, do you have, do you have the cable hooked up to your phone not yet but we can get it hooked up. Yeah, hook it up. Let's hook it up. I'm excited. Dead air. Dead air is not a good podcast. No. Talk about your San Diego trip. I wanted to hear about oh, that. Oh, yeah, I'm a San Diego trip. Yeah, yeah. I would drop Savvy off at work, then go to the golf course all day. <laughs> That's every retiree. Literally. How many games of pickleball did you play? Literally, I would drop Savvy off, then just go and practice for like four or five hours. I wouldn't even play. I would just train. I, I was like in training camp. Does Savvy play golf? Uh, she's played with me a few times. Yeah, starting she, to pick it up. I wouldn't say more. she plays, but she's played with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would just go to the, I would just go to the um, course, like hit some balls, work yeah. on my short game. Yeah, putt. pick up around with Ricky and yeah, you know, you know play with Ricky and Mike Phelps. Yeah, yeah, play with play with Ricky and Michael, and then uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys go for Arnie Palmies after <clears throat> a couple yeah. of cold beverages. All right, should we ring up uh, Shibby? Young Shibby, Young right. Shibby, Young Shibby. <laughs> As we like our we like our uh, our podcaster. Okay, who's on? What's up, Shibby? How's it going, bro? Shit, chilling. Just got done riding. Oh, good. You're live. <laughs> How's it going? How? Yes, sir. Where'd you go ride? Uh, Beijing. Oh, that's. Is it a new track? <laughs> yeah, it just came out like last month. They just finished it. You guys should post something about it. I don't think we've seen videos of that one. <laughs> I don't even know what else to post. Like, there's nothing else you could do. I know you're like, I could post a GoPro. It's been done. <laughs> Firm no, jump exactly. pick, been it's done. Like, exactly everything. This transfer, oh, done. <laughs> Except it's definitely one of the most photogenic places in the world. Got to be. Yeah. No, yeah, you can easily get a photo everywhere, but almost everywhere has already been taken. The funny thing is, even when you do post a video and it's been like the same video, it still blows up every time. Yeah, I know. People no, love it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly. Like the track always looks good. So that's the cool thing about videos. But you just, I mean, I already post, like I ride there every day. So just put a different filter on it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you living at the center now? You said you're riding there every day? No, I live close. Okay. So I live right like five minutes from Nick. So we just off site stuff. You guys been uh, training at the Hillbilly Training Center at all? No, they don't. They don't have the gate anymore. So we just they get moved. stuff sprints and. Oh stuff right, like yeah, of course he moved. I totally forgot Nick yeah, moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we just hit all the stuff at the center. We got like a little pro gate when we do gates like that, and that's pretty much it. Who's all, who's all training at the center now? You, Nick, TB, um, Jet. Uh, TB. I mean, he does training, but he's been working on that house and stuff. But for the most part, it's just me, Nick, Jet, and then sometimes <laughs> like Brandon Crane comes down, or that's really it. There's not many people that ride. Yeah, it's too bad. It's kind of kind of lost its touch now with being so expensive. It doesn't attract foreigners as much. Is TB moving to North Park or is he just renting that place out? Um, I'm pretty sure that's the house he's moving into and then he's renting the place that's close to the track out. Oh, cool. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah, so he set it up pretty good. He's got something good going. Yeah, he set it up well because that's the one thing. Any foreigner that tries to come there, they're just always asking every BMX, oh, you have a place to stay, where yeah. can I go, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Exactly. And he's right next to the track, so he's super smart. Yeah. I've always thought of that. Like if I were to get a house in San Diego Savvy and stuff, we could just rent out a room to BMX or something. It'd be so easy. Yeah, it'd be People really easy. all the time, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. How was, or super like, easy. Or even like a non-BMX, I don't know, someone who plays rugby or something would come into town probably. Yeah, I, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody yeah. want to live with you, watch <laughs> you practice your swing and your ginch in the living room every morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, young Shibby, I got to get into because I'm not, uh, I may not be the biggest BMX buff, but we, we didn't introduce you to. Shane oh yeah, it's Mike, Mike Common, one yeah, of my childhood way, good friends. Good friend of Tori's from uh, from high school. Not so. a good friend, but he's a friend. Go nice on. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Don't listen though. But anyway, hey, I was checking out your Instagram page. Couple questions. Number one, Young Shibby, what's the backstory? How'd you come up with the name? I mean, honestly, like it was back in like ninth and tenth grade. I was just like, I always lived with homies, so I always like kicked it with friends and stuff. So we were just kicking it. And you ever seen the movie, dude? Where's my car? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And so like we were just chilling in the room, just I mean, you already know, and just chilling. And they, when they found the car, he drove off, and it, on the license plate it said Chevy. And like my friend, he just like just looked over and was like. Bro, you look like a shibby. And <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like that's how it, like how it happened. And then I was just like, no way, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Organically sticks like that. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. from then on, it was just like boom. And then I just yeah, I just kept going with it. <laughs> when did, when did you get into rapping? Um, I did the fifth grade talent show, like freestyling, or like I did this little rap. And I mean, like, I always wrote music and stuff because, like, I just always wrote down my thoughts and stuff like that. And just when I got to high school, my friend had a studio that I lived with and we kind of just messed around and we made a really big song. And then I kind of just got lazy and hung out and did dumb shit. So I didn't really finish or take off with it. But, yeah, like high school, I recorded one of my first songs. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Do you you find that that's kind of like a creative way for you to release any sort of, uh, you know, maybe maybe energy that you have that you don't put out on the track or kind of kind oh, of yeah, a, kind of a sure. way to release stress or you know you have a tough day at the track or in the gym or i mean yeah for sure i mean it just it gives you the like ability to be able i mean you can express yourself and i mean and many times like when i freestyle like i think of stuff that happened in my life or stuff like that and you can say it so like i mean you kind of like let go so it's pretty cool like the way music works like you can really express yourself or just i mean Say things you want to say that usually you don't say because in the song it sounds cool, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. I never really realized when I was younger, but now that I'm a bit older, I realize when I listen to music, if you really listen to the uh, lyrics, a lot of artists are like really like expressing their pain that they've gone through. Oh, yeah. 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 It's no, that's, pretty, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Like <clears throat> well, yeah, to, so yeah, to your point, like a lot of people may not necessarily know how to get it out of themselves uh, other than to do it musically. So it's pretty cool that you found a, you know, kind of a way to outsource it out of your brain like that. So good for you. Hey, my my next question, speaking of (laughs) self-expression, to be fair, when you listen to this podcast, full disclosure, I did say that you'd look like a Skittle. (laughs) (laughs) When did the hair dye start? Because I'm I'm into it. It suits you. It suits you very well. (laughs) Well, like back in the day, I was like, I think I was eight and like I did like these blonde, like I did blonde on the side, the front, and then I turned it green. And then I like my like when I lived with my aunt, she made me cut my hair if I was bad. So like I had to shave. My hair. 
And so, like, it stopped for a while. And then just probably, like, because I came back to BMX in 16, and then my hair started growing out, and I was bleaching it and stuff like that, like, before that. And then I finally was just like, all right, I'm going to do a color. And I just did teal. I think it was, like, 2016. And I guess ever since then, I haven't gone back. <laughs> well, it suits you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I, I just always do it when it goes out, and I put new color. It's easy, and it's just... I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it suits me too. So like, it just, it just like fits my personality. So no, it's pretty cool. Well, not only that, but for a guy like me, and if I went to a track, you know, not not necessarily being totally exposed to a ton of of, of BMX racers, I would know who you are right away. Yeah, it makes you stand out for sure. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. no, it yeah, actually good is in in sport. It's, it's yeah. good to stand out. It's I never thought of that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's all like anybody sees like sees me from far away, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> way over there. Um, that's fine. How were the first two races for you at Elite this year? Um, so Australia was. I mean, it was definitely a big learning curve, like going out of the country by myself, and I mean, obviously having to be my own mechanic and all that type of stuff. So I kind of had a few bike problems, but other than that, I mean. It was definitely, like I said, a learning curve, and I had fun, and I just, I mean, I didn't do the best or, like, the way I felt like I should have, but other than that, I mean, it was solid, and I just put down laps, and, I mean, other than, like, there's really nothing. It wasn't my best weekend I felt like I've ever had, and then, I mean, I, Bathurst got canceled, so we didn't really get to finish racing there, and then Sarasota went pretty good. I, uh, I struggled with my gates just with the carbon bike. I'm getting used to it, and, I mean, I fought my way into the mains, like, made it work, and yeah, I had some solid laps around the track. I just got to figure out the gate and a few other things. And I mean, I'm just, it's all coming together. So as long as I keep building off of what I'm going into, it's its not a big deal. But yeah, I mean, they went okay. Not like the way I want them to, but I can't complain as long as I'm healthy and I can go back home and get to fixing the stuff I need to. What's, what's the biggest difference between racing A-Pro and then racing Elite, you think, that you've noticed? Um, honestly, like, it's definitely like a lot safer. That's for yeah. sure. And it's just like more high intensity, like more stuff happens and it's like cleaner stuff, like moves in the mm -hmm. turns or like you would think like somebody's going to blast you, but they just make like a, a clean move or like you always have somebody like on your ass waiting to make a high low or it's just more like, it's just a lot more faster racing and a lot more action, but like safe action. Yeah. yeah. I was watching one of Jay Smoother's videos and I was actually the one from Sarasota. And you can, you can just tell when you watch, you watch the A pros down the first straight, yeah. the amount of cutting off or just getting crooked in the air you see. And then you switch, you watch the elites and it's like, all right, the guy's got a line, but he's not cutting him off in the mm -hmm. air. They come through the turn. The guy takes a line. He's not just like running into the dude. It's so much different. It really is different racing. No, for sure. And it's just, it makes me feel more comfortable as I'm going down the eight meter hill. I mean, you even if be I'm in between, like anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like if I was like one of the eight pros, just like mid pack elbow to elbow, like that shit's scary. I don't want somebody no, like it's, it's, it's cutting you off over the lip. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. over <laughs> every jump. Yeah. yeah. Even some of the, like some of the new kids, it's a, most of the time it's the younger kids that are like fearless. The ones that yeah, are like, oh, yeah, just, no full send mode. just like, yeah, I'm going to make this or I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, we don't, we don't know a whole lot about you, Anthony. Like, where'd you, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in a place called Santa Clarita. It's pretty much, so I grew up by Mikey Day and stuff like that. It's around Valencia area, Six Flags in California. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I pretty much just grew up there for a while. And I mean, that's pretty much where I was the whole time. And, and then I had a few stuff happen with my life and I moved to Texas for a little while and just stuff like that. But I originated out of Santa Clarita and over there. So hmm. yeah. Yeah. It does sound like a little while. Like, yeah. What made, what made you move to Texas? What was that all about? And how old were you when that happened? Um, I think I was 16 or 15. It was when I came back to BMX the first time, like I've come back uh, probably two or three times, but I just came back and I got a, a deal with Krupy and one of the families was really cool. I was running the team and like I, I always lived with friends. So like I would go to the tracks, but I wouldn't like do anything else because I would be hanging out or doing dumb shit. So they gave me an opportunity to go like live with them and stuff and to be out out there and ride to Soto and train and just keep my head a little straighter. So I lived there for like a year. What made you quit BMX and then come back a couple of times? Uh, well, the first time when I was with Krupy, uh, I got caught gambling at the South Point, so I got suspended when I was younger, and then, like, it was, like, whatever, and then I got kicked out of the training center, 
And so after that, I just like disappeared and was like, all right, I'm over. And then, yeah, I just quit. I just disappeared off the map. It kind of did. I remember it was like when you came back after that, it was kind of like I hadn't didn't hadn't known who you were and then kind of got into it. And it was just like it, I realized that you had been racing when you were a kid, too. Like it was just kind of a, I guess, a break you had. Hey, yeah, I just I mean, I just had on and offs. So like I just never had like, I guess, like somebody telling me not to do something or do something so I could choose whatever I wanted to do. So if in that one moment I just felt like I was down and wanted to quit, I would just quit and go hang out with the homies. Like it wasn't like I lived with my parents or somebody that was telling me like I need to race or stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I had full freedom if I ever felt like I wanted to quit. Yeah, that's fair. Why, why did you live with your friends instead of your parents, if you don't mind me asking? What did you say? You cut out a little bit. Why did you live with friends a lot more than you lived like at home, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, I don't mind. Um, So, like, when I was four, my parents, like, we went through, like, a crazy, like, high-speed chase. And, I mean, they did some stupid shit, obviously, to have cops behind us and stuff. But they they went to prison when I was four. And just, I had to live with my aunt for a couple of years. She, like, took me in. And that's who put me into BMX racing. And then, like, my mom got out of prison and, like, mm. I ran away from my aunt's house to live with my mom and then shit just went bad because my aunt got mad that I went to live with my mom and I was like 13 or 14 and we just got in a big argument me and my mom and I had nowhere else to go and I just from then on I just lived house to house couch to couch whatever homie let me stay there and just pretty much yeah like I just my dad like nobody had their like stuff together really and my aunt didn't want me to go back so like I'd I had nowhere to really go. So you had no choice other than to grow up really quickly. I mean, yeah, like I was already seeing shit people probably see as an adult at four years old. Yeah. High, yeah. high speed chase. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, I know. It, so, it sounds great. Like it, it, it's really crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like I really, yeah, like it was, it was wild. What's like, more I, unbelievable I is to hear that you were driving the car. <laughs> no, hell no. I was a driver. I was in the back, bro. Okay, for, okay well, for, tell us about, if you don't mind me asking, tell us about the high-speed chase. <laughs> Four years old well, I mean, in the back well, of a I mean, city, and you're eating, you're eating chicken nuggets. Well, I'm like four. I mean, the only thing I literally remember is like, just all the cops in like a helicopter like it was like a legit oh my shit. God. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking like is it your was, dad oj simpson <laughs> nah <laughs> but um yeah like we were just on a high-speed chase and like i don't know i guess my dad like filled the gas tank up because we just kept going like we didn't stop oh and, my like, god we, got, we literally got away like they stopped because we went <sighs> for so long Jesus. And then all I remember is like, I'm, I'm hella young. The only thing like flashbacks, but I remember like we ditched the car somewhere and like we went back home and like the whole SWAT team came the next day, like with whole smoke bombs and like crazy shit. And just, yeah, they took my mom and dad. And from then on, it was. So they came, yeah. they came to your house, the whole SWAT team? Like SWAT, like, like FBI, like people in all black suits and crazy shit. So like, the, like the TV shows. Like the yeah, king. like bro, wow. dead ass real life yeah. TV. Yes. Whole just fucking riot shields coming in. Wow. Like I don't like I remember <laughs> I was like my dad was up the street because we had a circle K. And yeah. like I was walking up there with my mom and dude, like these people just came out and tackled her. And from then on wow. it was just it oh was my over. God. Yeah. And so what yeah. what happened with you then they did they Well that's what I was saying. I had to like I went with them to the police station and then like my only choice was foster care. But my aunt was just like fuck it like i'll take them in and give them a chance and her son raced which was my cousin and then she just put me in it and it, it kind of just clicked and like helped me be able to like i guess keep my head straight and i got super good fast and she put more into me than her son and we just kind of took off with it and that's what helped me be able to stay straight for i mean those years that i probably would have struggled in foster care and stuff so dude, dude how, how did you how did you handle that like as a how old were you then like how'd you how were you able to handle something four like years that? old yeah and well and i mean you don't really like I mean, you don't really, I, I, I guess I really, I don't know. I didn't have like, there's no way of handling it. Like I, yeah. there was, I just, I went through the motions and just had to do whatever I had to do. And I mean, I, I mean, most of the stuff I don't remember just cause it was just so much at a certain point. And I just, I don't know. I just always pushed through. And once I got BMX and it kind of gave me like a, an output, I just put everything into that and just kind of just always let my anger out or just. Just stuff like that just helped me be able to, like, push out. Like, if I went to the track and was mad or was thinking about something, I'll just do a bunch of riding or just stuff like that. So that's what helped me really, like, keep balance from going into, I mean, the wrong lifestyle, you know? 
Well, it's amazing what it's amazing what extracurriculars can do to keep you to keep you out of trouble. And it seems like you have music and you got BMX. And I tell you, just after talking to you for a couple of minutes here, you've you've got a new fan. So anyway, young Shibby, I got to hop off here. I got uh, <laughs> four kids that I need to go home and uh, and spend some time with. So it was a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you a little bit. And Tori, James. I think you guys can manage without we'll, me here. We'll so. continue. We'll continue. Actually, it's going to be better without you, probably. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Have a good one, dude. It yeah, was nice too. talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. Like, I mean, to have an outlook like that, I think, obviously, like Mike just said, like, it's really important at that age, like, to have something to take your mind off that and kind of just be free. That's yeah. Probably really yeah, no, useful. for sure. It's amazing how, like, sport of all, like, um, come, like, people from all walks of life come to sport, and it's just like a... I don't know what the word is, like an escape or like, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's just like you go to the track. And or it's a way out. Yeah. Tires. Yeah. And it's just, you can just enjoy yourself and like, you don't think about anything when you're on the track. So it kind of just gives you, I mean, time away from reality because you're just enjoying it. And I mean, literally having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that age, you're just enjoying, you really are just enjoying. You just love it. Like, yeah. You just, you're with yeah. your friends and you're just racing and it's just. No, it's, and that's best, the, yeah. the coolest thing. Like I will go to the track and hang out with homies and drink power raids and eat candy and shit like it was just it was like the cool shit where i was able to go and be myself and shred yeah and then you like you have some success then you realize like if you you have something to focus on and be successful at, and you get so much self-satisfaction from that mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the crazy thing i realized like three years ago because i never really like i trained a little bit growing up but like i just me and my aunt we were super hard with each other just because of like i mean i probably just never accepted the fact that my parents went away, so I probably was probably a little hard-headed and a little shithead. So I never really took it serious. But like when I came back and just had like opportunities after opportunities, even after I messed up, I was just like, all right, well now it's it's time to really step my foot down. And I mean, it's changed my whole life. Like I'm able to, I mean, do stuff I never was able to before, like buy food or pay for something I need to pay for. Like it's just it it's opened so many doors for opportunities I never thought it could have. I guess. Yeah. Well, what made you, what made it change? Like you said, like you stopped for a while, you'd come back, you'd stop again whenever you kind of felt like it. What changed so for you the, to kind of just start taking it more seriously? Dude, it's like hella crazy. So like, have you ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. I, yeah, have, yeah. I haven't. No. So, it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah. A movie. it's a oh, classic. Okay. Well, it's like a, it's a classic, but anyways, so they, they work construction. And so like I was working construction for like three months and like, I was just like, fuck, this sucks. Like every day I'm waking up and just carrying wood and building shit. Like this is terrible. Like, and people would always message me to like come back, but I was just so like depressed, like that I messed up so many times. Mm-hmm. And then we were just chilling, watching that movie. And there was a part where like, he's super smart and stuff and like has a bunch of talents Yeah. and his buddy, which is Ben Affleck was like, pretty much like, why are you in here with us? Like, why are you wasting your time when you have like a talent and stuff like that and this and that. And it was just same thing like when I want dude where's my car the homies like kind of just looked at me and was like bro all you're talking about is BMX and like this and that so why are you gonna like why wouldn't you go yeah and I just like I literally built a bike and like Vendetta sent me a bike like message like 12 companies everyone was like nah and Vendetta was just like here we'll, we'll hook you up and send you a bike and I rode it and I raced the Paris National and I check it and I was just like fuck like why like I should have been doing this the whole time and in that moment it was like all right, like if I really do this, like I can, I mean, obviously make something out of it. And ever since that day, I haven't looked back. So it was just like in construction and watching that movie and just getting tired of sitting around all day and doing construction when I knew I had like, I was skateboarding, like I had talent. I just Mm -hmm. didn't, like I wasn't going to be the guy to waste it. And I just, I always thought about that. And I just finally took the chance, I guess. Did you, did you finish school, high school and everything? Yeah, like it's crazy. I never went, but like, still graduated they just hated me <laughs> did you, but I, I did stage everything i 360 off the stage i got a diploma with my name on it so i'm good <laughs> did you always want to did you always want to race pro in bmx or like do you just kind of um, i mean as a kid obviously like i i, I rode locally with like Mickey day and bubba so like i had cool people to look up to instantly so i mean yeah like i i always wanted to be a pro and even when i didn't race like i still, like had thoughts of being a my future but i mean it it didn't really hit me until i i really turned pro i was like dang this is like i i guess it's like i don't know i i didn't expect to but i wanted to and Mm. so when it happened it was like dang like you really 
you could really do anything you speak into like existence and if you work for it you know what i mean like yeah. it was just like, i trained and i started doing the stuff i needed to and it was like oh okay like i'm getting faster and then i was up for the title the am title and then i ate shit and then i was just like <laughs> all right well like i'll be up for this and go to pro and yeah i mean ever since then i don't know like i've always watched videos of elite like dang i can't know if i could do that and then now i'm here so it's it's definitely cool i think i, I kind of had the same thing like i never really remember as a amateur like racing aba series wanting to be double a one day and whatever i just kind of like got to that age turned pro and then i just kind of was in the class and doing well and just kind of happened naturally yeah. i don't ever remember really dreaming about it well, i probably did dream about it as a kid but i don't ever really remember like yeah, i think at the I, time you're probably just so like, yeah. short focused at that time yeah it's true yeah, yeah. Kinda, well i just like i literally just knew bmx so like as a kid like skateboard and that it was like either a pro skateboarder a rapper or bmx or like from the start it wasn't like i'm gonna go to school you know what i mean like those yeah. were the only things i really like knew at that point yeah that's fair yeah it kind of seems like it's given you more of an appreciation for, for like turning pro and being able to travel the world and do it because yeah a lot of us take it for granted like we just kind of go through the motions we finally get a sponsorship or we get money to travel and we just kind of just kind of do it but it seems like you actually no, yeah. appreciate the travel like the places you get to go and with your bike oh man i mean dude i i, I slept couch to couch like i not like dude i'm going to australia and i went to baku i went to I get to race every other weekend. Like, I mean, there's nothing better. Like I literally get to like live life after just, I mean, struggling for so long. And it just, it's like you said, I just appreciate it a lot. And I mean, I'm just blessed. How did you like, was it difficult to stay positive sometimes when you were going couch to couch or you just kind of like, this is what I got to do um, and I'll make it work. I mean, it, it was like, I mean, I always think about stuff. Like I, I, I'm always in my head thinking about the life shit I went through and, and stuff like that but I mean it wasn't hard to stay positive because I guess I was young and I didn't really have to do much but like whatever the homies were doing or go to school if I needed to or stuff like that so it wasn't super hard to not stay positive but it was just like it just sucked like I always like when I sit at the dinner table and everyone's family eats or stuff like that that's when I'd be like damn this kind of sucks and stuff like that but I mean I, I stayed positive as much as I needed to like I never just like I don't know. I kind of never let anything like defeat me. Like it sucks or whatever position I get put in. But I mean, and people have it worse. So like, as long as you understand like that, even though you might have like a bad day, like somebody has it 15 times worse. So I kind of just, I don't know. I kind of just accepted it. And I mean, I mean, I didn't do anything to get in that position. So it wasn't like I could blame myself or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I just, yeah, I just stayed positive, I guess, or at least as much as I needed to, to not fall down the wrong path. Yeah, a lot of respect for that. That kind of attitude, yeah, that's big. That's really big. That's really impressive. Yeah, I'm sure it's helped you a lot in BMX too. Like after a bad moto or whatever, you know, you know how to handle it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll be bummed for probably 10, 15 minutes, but then it's just like, I mean, it's just like I said, like some people wish they could have got fourth in the moto, or some people wish they could even race that race or get into a second round or just stuff like that. So like, you just you're always doing better than somebody so like you know what i mean you just gotta understand that because like i said somebody has it worse some yeah. people don't even yeah. you know like it's crazy yeah, i'm definitely guilty of like you finish a lap yeah. you do shit and you feel like just like now the world's over but you're just so frustrated and you can't let it go for so long like, i know it's like, no it's, day, i mean like, i, yeah, I definitely yeah. still get like that like it's normal because obviously we train hella hard so like we're, we're, we're always hardest on ourselves too like we're as humans exactly. we're always hardest on ourselves exactly 100 percent yeah, I, yeah. After if you have a bad lap or a bad race, it feels like the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, like after Australia, like know? I was so like I mean I had the problems, but like I was just so defeated. I was just like fuck. Like, yeah. But then yeah. I was like, dude, I'm chilling in Australia. Like I'm I'm eat, I'm eating steak in Australia, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Living, just living. No, at, but, literally like chilling. Yeah. But at the time, at the time, like you've oh car alarm. Do you steal yep. a car or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're accomplices, fuck. <laughs> I gave it away, fuck. But yeah, like, especially sometimes you have a bad, you train hard and you have a bad race and you're just like, oh my God, where'd it go wrong? What, what do I do from here? And it just seems like a huge thing. But it sounds like you've done a really good job of keeping things in perspective, which I think like at the beginning of my career, I had a difficult time keeping things in perspective a lot of the time, especially after a bad race, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I kind of do sometimes, but, like, most of the times I try to just, like, a, like what we're saying, I just try to keep it positive and realize that I'm already blessed. And, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm still young and moving into, like, taking stuff serious, like, and doing stuff that I need to do. You know what I mean? Like, 
I still got to eat better and do hella shit. So like, I feel like I haven't really done everything I, I can do to be the best me. So like, I just, I enjoy it like, and have fun still, you know? Yeah. Well, what are your goals right now? Like where you're training at the center, uh, yeah, what are you going after now? Um, I mean, honestly, I just want to have a, a good season and get used to my Haro and just have fun. And I mean, I want to be up for the top five in the USA BMX series. And then I want to get into like, a, I got into quarters last year at Rock Hill, but I want to get into like a semi or I mean, even somehow pull a final out in a world cup or just, yeah, just top five in the series and stay healthy and yeah, just have fun and do more stuff with like my sauce team. And yeah, I mean, that's really it. And just have fun. <laughs> Those are good goals. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to set myself too big because I'm then like then I'll I'll feel defeated because I set something up that I you know what I mean, which is like not a bad idea, but I just don't want to put too much out there when it's like it's only my first year, so I just want to have fun and stay healthy. That's yeah. good attitude, but I think it also it's good to ha- it's good to have hard goals. Like, no, I, yeah, I yeah, mean I there's definitely yeah, hard yeah. goals, but yeah. I just I try to keep it a little basic for myself as I'm just. Cause a lot of people fade out and that's what I, I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of top juniors or top amateurs like that have been a big name and they just like kind of fade out after because it's so defeating. Cause they just instantly thought it was going to be easy or something like that. So I just try to keep it to where like I'm enjoying it more than trying to like put myself in a position to where like I'm supposed to be there, which I mean, it's possible, but I just got to have fun first and get used to it. It seems like, like, unfortunately to say, like the U.S. has been common for like having some of the top amateurs and then they finally come into the pro ranks and then they kind of just fade out and they're gone. Well, that's that's what I mean. I just, yeah. yeah. So it's been unfortunate because like, yeah, that even when like, I was so weird, up, yeah. up to like some of the fastest guys <clears throat> in the world will turn elite and they have like, it seems like they just have like first year hard times. Like you're just getting motored here and there, like it happens. And then they like next year they're gone. Yeah, and that, like, exactly. Yeah. That's the same in every sport, like in hockey or basketball, football, first round draft picks. Sometimes they come in and they just, they kill it in college or junior and they just, it doesn't work in the pros for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, like look at Johnny Manziel and exactly, like yeah. all those dudes, like it's like, it was the most exciting person in college. And then just, yeah, I mean, it kind of just didn't work, but I mean, he was different though. Like he, he kind of just did stupid shit. So like, I feel like, he didn't, <laughs> I feel like he just didn't take it serious. He was just Johnny football, like, <laughs> Johnny football. <laughs> He was the man, though. Oh, yeah, he was. For that one year, he had a bunch of comeback wins, didn't he? Dude, yeah, he would, like, run. Pl- he was literally insane. Like, it's crazy that he really just faded away. And then he went, he came to the CFL the last two years. I don't think it really worked out there either. No, he, yeah, he faded. No. Yeah, yeah, he played for, like, Montreal, and then he just he didn't even win a he game one year. That he, wants to do, he just posted he wants to do the XFL, but we'll see if he comes back again. It's so weird. Someone that talented, and it just doesn't work. Not even in the CFL. Yeah, it's weird. Interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. So someone like, obviously you're kind of age group coming up now. What's the general goal? Cause like when we, when I was first coming into elite, obviously like Olympics and whatever, but you could also make like a pretty good living in the sport. And now that's kind of like, it's, you still can make a living of course, but it's harder. Yeah. So what's the, yeah. what's the goal for you kind of like your generation? Um, well, I think, I think social media is bigger than it's ever been. So I think definitely like having a good presence or like, I mean, representing brands highly is definitely big in this generation. But other than that, like, I mean, just like helping the next kids and like just going out there and training hard and staying focused. And I mean, like the biggest thing, though, is social media. I mean, that's what sponsors look at now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could be a a sixth place rider or moto rider. But if your Instagram is good and you're repping the sponsors and you give back to the kids or you do stuff like that, like. I mean, you can still get just as good as a deal as somebody else. You know what I mean? So I think with our generation, the social media and all this stuff, that's like, I mean, it's all internet stuff now. Yeah. So like whoever just, I mean, can keep up with the coolest edits or post the brands or think of smart ways to represent. Like, I I think that's like the biggest thing. I mean, I mean, goals like obviously Olympics and stuff, but you can build a career off of other stuff too. So it's just totally. about, I mean, whatever your, your focus is mostly on, but if you're too serious, I feel like you fade out, you know? Yeah. yeah Cause when I first started, when I turned pro, like we had Facebook and Twitter, but social media yeah, wasn't exactly. really that, it wasn't, it wasn't even that long ago, but it wasn't that big. It was all about being on the podium and results. And now it's, yeah, it's exactly. changed. Yeah. Yeah. And even before me, like if you look at like 20 years ago, fuck, it was only results. Only. That's and literally that's, the that's, only that's thing. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you have to and be marketable. I mean, like, you have to be marketable in so many different ways now. Exactly. Like it's it's. I think that's the biggest thing is making yourself marketable if you want to be able to 
at least create somewhere you're able to, I mean, make a living or make enough to get by and still enjoy and have fun, you know? You know, a hundred percent. I think is make yourself as marketable as you can. And you know, you, there's so many opportunities that can come from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you see, you got, you've got a YouTube channel, right? But you also got a, do you have like merch stuff too? Like you have your sauce team. Yeah. Whatnot. So like I usually do that around grand's time, but I just bought like this little vinyl and sticker cutter. So I think I'm going to start doing more at my house, but yeah, I do like my sauce team brand stuff and sell shirts and hats and hell yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do everything I can to like make possibilities to like just give back to the kids or make like better opportunities for myself, you know, cause yeah. you got to get it where you can in this sport. <laughs> no, you got to, you got to strike where the, while the iron's hot, it capitalizes as much as you can. And it's good to be exactly. different. It's good to be, think about how many fast guy BMXs there are in the world. There's like a hundred. Yeah. You got to, you got to stand, exactly. you got to stand out somehow. You, you know, stand out. Exactly. you got a YouTube channel, podcast, you know, sticker, sauce team, blue hair, pink hair. You, you got to have it all. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else for Shibby? Before yeah, I was, we... I was curious, Shibby. So last show when we had you on, you were just getting onto the Haro. You've been on it now. You were just talking about your gates in Sarasota. Uh, yeah. What's it been like getting onto the bike? Like what uh, differences have you been noticing or what have you been having to adjust to? Um, So I was on a 21 and a half. And it was a little bit older, so it kind of was a little flexy. So the Haro is the 2175 because it goes from 21 to 2175. Okay. And then also it's the carbon. But the only thing I'm really like, it's just a little longer. So like just that was a little bit. But I'm transitioning well on the track. Like I'm getting used to it on the track. Mm -hmm. And then just like the carbon is more instant. So like I'm just, it's like I had a, like a really good reaction time. So it kind of made it to where like I don't pull back as much. So, like, it makes me kind of tag it and then just stuff like that. So, I mean, other than that, though, like, I love the bike. It It's dialed. I just got to figure out the little fine tunings of it because it's a little bigger and it's carbon and stuff like that. So, but everything is, it's dialed. I love it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm always somebody that, like, feels like I notice geometry, but I'm not big on, like, I don't notice the stiffness as much, but you're saying you kind of notice both? Yeah, like, I mean, I've never, like, I've never had a problem adjusted to a bike, but I never rode a size I wasn't used to, so... I think that just played a factor and yeah, the carb, I mean, like I said, I rode bikes for like two years. So like my shit would be super flexy or super old. So I definitely feel the stiffness for sure. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, that's cool. It's cool to hear you're adjusting to it and like hear the difference. Like I'm always big. Like, I like to hear like changes in bikes, like, like how people feel like for a different bike and whatnot. So. Yeah. How's the suspension and whatnot? <laughs> they run stiff or soft. <laughs> what kind of PSI we ran you on those triple tires? clamps on that bitch or what? You got 175s on there? <laughs> Are you are you a Supercross fan or Motocross fan? Yeah, I, I like to watch it a lot. I I really was a big fan like when Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart were the the cool shit going on. But now, I mean, I watch it every now and then. But dude, I've been like I don't know. I just haven't been keeping up with it this year. But I see Roxon's been killing it. Roxon Tomac, they've been in some good battles. They're, they're hot. Yeah, they're hot right now. Yeah, cool. they're they're sick. Ready to move on some quick shots, James? Yeah, Shibby, we got a, a bunch of fan questions for you, so we'll uh, we'll hop into the uh, the quick shot question segment. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first one here from King Hendricks. Uh, did you have to make any changes mentally when entering elite? Um, yeah, I, I had to definitely be a little more confident in myself and just understand that I'm literally racing people I, I watched on Instagram and stuff like my idols. So I just had to put myself in a position to understand that now, like I'm one of them and stuff like that. So just more confidence in myself for sure. From Jay, Jay fly flash. What's going to set you apart from the rest of the pack in double a, um, I'm not completely sure. I think, uh, I think <laughs> once I get dialed in, I think my track speed helps me out a lot, but just, I, I don't know, just, Right, riding like I do, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, from Hollywood BMX 19, he says, "Tell us the story about when you nearly lost your eye in Australia." Oh, I just, I just, I woke up one day and I think I got biofreeze in it, and like it was super red and big, and I, I literally thought I was dying because <laughs> I was in another country. So like it was huge and it was red, and I, I literally thought I was dying. Could have got a and spider so, like, bite I, there. Dude, I thought that's what it was. Like, they were tripping me out because they were from there. That's who I stayed with. So he's making fun of me. But <laughs> yeah, like, I just asked him what was wrong and he was messing with me. And like, I just I have bad anxiety. So I was flipping out like crazy. But yeah. yeah. From TNL Moore, most valuable lesson you learned? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like, there's way too many, dude. Like, 
every time I look, I learn a lesson every day, but I mean, I guess the most valuable one I could think of is just, is just taking opportunities when they're in front of you and not letting them like go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, Oh, go ahead, James. This is from J fly flash. How does it feel being one of the new young guns in the elite men's class? I mean, it, it's, it feels lit. Like it feels cool. Like it's stuff I watched. And now when I go look at videos, I'm sometimes in them. So it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. And I mean, like I said, those people have been my idol. So just to be lining up with people I've watched my whole life or known is, is pretty crazy. From the same guy, <laughs> what do you like about racing the UCI Supercross World Cup rounds? Um, well, I like jumping a lot and going fast. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. Just Amen. the vibe is super cool. <laughs> Yeah, the the vibe is sick. that's what I really liked when I first started racing too. The vibe is so sick; it's way different. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's like sure. it's really special every time you go on the track. I felt like exactly. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, from D underscore Bittner, what have you learned uh, from the struggles with while being an elite so far? Um, I've definitely learned you can't you can't beat yourself up instantly, or just let something that bothered you before carry on to the next races or your training sessions. Yeah, that's big. From Thomas Vallejo, what are things you're fixing or working on in yourself that would keep you on this positive path given you don't get the finishes you're striving for? Question mark. Man, I um I don't know. I just I guess going out of the country and doing stuff I never thought I would do and just I just try to make sure I have as much fun as I can and I just try to keep my head straight and I mean stuff brings me down and I, I always think of like the past and stuff like that, but as long as I just, I mean, ride my bike and I don't hang around the wrong crowd, I, I think that's what's, like, helping me keep my head straight, you know? Yeah, fair. Uh, we got a bunch of, some, some of these people were asking for stories and questions, so we're just kind of uh, sifting through here. This one's from Justin uh, underscore ISO. I don't know how to say his last name here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he says, who do you see becoming the next uh, Olympic-level elites in the next decade or two, I'm guessing in the U.S.? Um, uh, I definitely got a few little ones that I'm like, I see a lot of potential in like Brandon Crane, Dylan Wood. Um, I mean, dude, there's a lot of kids for sure. Like I just, uh, I'm not sure. I can't think of them right now because I, I'm just, I don't know, but definitely those two are people that I've always like had a, a bunch of potential in and yeah, I mean, there's a lot, but those two are two big kids that I think can do something. You know what? It's fine. I've noticed, I just kind of remember this. Like, I've noticed from like your generation and like ages a little bit younger too, like it seems like there's more camaraderie within you guys. Like you guys all seem to be friends, get along, like help each other out. It just seems like, I don't know why I've never really noticed this when, maybe when I was racing, but it just seems like your guys' generation are cool with each other a little more than, I don't know, maybe we were at, when we were that age. Yeah, I think just because you're you're always interacting. I feel like when we talked about it, it was like not social media, but now like you can interact with somebody you don't have a clue who they are. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, other, and then boom, you see each other at the race, and you're like, "What's up?" Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you're basically like homies already. So yeah, I never thought of that. Up. Yeah, there's definitely something to that for sure. Because it is but funny. Yeah, like, there's definitely a few more kids though, like Riley House, Cam Wood, obviously, and stuff like that. So I just yeah, there's a lot of kids though. There's a a bunch of talent. Mm -hmm. It's funny, yeah, because before like the pros would only see each other fuck at the world or something you know exactly, that, that's what i mean yeah. yeah and now everyone sees each other every race basically yeah exactly like you see a photo and all your friends like it and then boom like someone follows you after a race and boom you guys are homies <laughs> and everyone knows what everyone's doing all the time yeah exactly true. Yeah. yeah you know speaking of which one thing i don't know who do you uh who do you who coaches you or who do you work with for like training and stuff so like my buddy you know obviously you guys know ryan Pettigrew. yeah mm -hmm. So like we're just super close and we grew up together and just he's been helping me out for the past probably two and a half, three years and just helps me out. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. OK, that's fair. That's cool. Why did he stop? Yeah. Wasn't didn't he get caught for something? Um, or did he just take a break or his injury? I can't remember. Yeah. Like, there was somebody some, I thought some stupid shit happened. And then, <laughs> yeah, he had, he had some injuries. And yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. I didn't know. You don't need to do it. <laughs> Got any other quick shots? Yeah, or? No. no, I think we're good. Well, thanks for coming on, bro. It was, uh, it was fun to hear your story. Yeah, no, thanks. I mean, I yeah, I talked about it a little bit, and just you guys are cool. So thanks yeah, for honest, having yeah, me that on. Yeah, was, that was, uh, honestly, I'll say, like an incredible story to hear and stuff that we had no idea about. So 
Yeah, it's exactly why I wanted to have you on and just hear that story. Yeah, I think well, your attitude is really impressive too, and it's going to be cool for people to hear that. And I'm I'm really excited to watch you. You're a good young talent, and you're a cool dude. I'm really excited to watch your races next few years. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Like I really do. So, yeah, where, man. Where are we gonna Where are we gonna see you next? Are you gonna be in Houston? Yep, I'll be in Houston. All right. Yeah, buddy. Keep working hard, and those results will come. Word. Thank you so much. Take it easy, buddy. Later, All right, you guys too. See you yeah. later, Sauce Team. <laughs> Drip. <laughs> <laughs> later. 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 Young Shibby, everybody. Oh, he's such a cool dude. Oh, that's crazy, this story, man. Like, I know we had him on that show, and he talked a little bit about a story, and this is why I wanted to have him on, but I had no I did idea. not know No, I had that. no idea. Dude, that was wild. That was fucking crazy. He could make a movie or a documentary out of this guy, out of Anthony's life. Dude, to go from... Uh, from that, from a high-speed chase where he's at now. You know what? Round of applause for the guy, please. Dude, that's gnarly. Yeah, like, Shibby, that's crazy. Like, even, what? Nobody knew this. I'm glad. I'm hoping a lot of people hear this and we can share the story because, yeah, what? That's crazy. High-speed chase, that's insane. The SWAT team coming to your door? Can you, like, that's out of a movie. Oh, my God. As a little kid? I'd wow. Be, I, I couldn't handle Man, he's that a now. strong guy. Seriously, Can you imagine yeah. going through all that? And still being able to kind of race your bike and come back from all that. And yeah. still being an elite racer now? I can't imagine it, no. That's really impressive. I, yeah, I don't think we had those kind of issues in the streets of Coquitlam. No, definitely not. Definitely not. What a strong <laughs> individual. Yeah. That's really, and it's really impressive. <clears throat> just do what he had to do for himself, you know? Yeah. You just fucking do what you have to do. I like his outlook on things now, too, because he's, like I said, like, there's people in the U.S. that seem to, like, they come into the elite class and they just fade out. And he knows, like, he wants to be in the sport. He enjoys it. He doesn't take it for granted. Like, he wants to be that elite racer. Yeah, and after going through that, if you have a bad motor, who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you've been in a high-speed chase. <laughs> like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Hit the gate, get motored, who gives a who shit? Who cares? <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, yeah, that's cool he shared that with us. Yeah, that's, it, yeah, it is cool he was willing to share that with us. We've had some low-key, really cool stories on the show. There's a lot of things like BMXers that have these cool stories that I don't think people know about. That's why I honestly love this show because besides the fact that it's fun, we get to we get to know people so much better. Like we've yeah. known Brooke for so long and she told her story. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, that one stands out to me a lot. And then obviously this one, yeah, too. And we have had a variety of others, but but yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because like we said, like, yes, social media is big nowadays, but we're very, we all post the same things. We just post training. Yeah, a lot of times it's, in yeah. Our life, and that's normal. Because nobody really cares to post the bad things in their life. It's understandable. So being able to come on here and actually hear those things and hear the struggles of people, it's cool. Yeah, good for him, fuck. Yeah. Getting through all that, where he's at now, I love hearing stories like that. Yeah. That, it's inspiring. Like, honestly, it really inspires me. And sometimes it's like we complain about stuff. I was like, what do we really have to complain about? At the end of the day, really. Dude, although yesterday when the when the server on the plane brought me a li- lemon water instead of a lime water, that was oh, a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to throw that back in their face. Ex- what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I asked you. You imagine they bring it out just... Are, are you fucking kidding me? Are you shit. Is this right okay? <laughs> no, it's not okay. <laughs> is this what I asked for? No. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. So going to Houston. Houston uh, yeah. next week. Yeah, we're going to Houston next week. Really looking forward to that one. Uh, going to going to actually we're leaving this weekend. Going to go ride the track for the week. Get a little time on it before the race, obviously, and mainly just in prep for World Champs. You rode it before, yeah? No, I never. You never rode it. No. I think you went last year to it. Adam did. Adam and the team did, but uh, I would I didn't go. So okay, yeah, need to go check it out. I've heard it's a little funky, so I need to go get some time on it. Seems like a lot of people are already doing the same. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go race too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Terry's going to come sign up. Yeah. Race Wait. A Pro. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. It's way more dangerous. I'd be like, yeah, I wonder. Just when? Oh, I'd get lit up for sure. But I wonder <laughs> how my, fi- I bet my fitness for a full lap would still be okay. After, all, so? the, after all those years of doing it, like I bet we could, yeah. Well, I know you could obviously pop a star. That's just muscle memory. Muscle memory, yeah, I would take over. I was laughing. So today we were at the track. I, this is why I was late because I rushed from the track. Tugas was there. So Alex and Ryan were both there. Yeah. And Ryan was in the gate and Alex came up the Supercross Hill too, hopped in the gate. And I just had this moment where I was like, wouldn't it be epic if Alex all of a sudden just, just popped one just off? Just sets on a Ryan. hill record. Just like comes back out of nowhere. Muscle memory kicks in. Guy has, he hasn't done a gate in ages, like over here, probably around half a year since now. Since Papandal? Yeah, since Papandal. And he just pops one off. Wouldn't that be epic? It's, I, I, we got to have him on the, I was thinking about him today. We got to have him back in studio for a show. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. It's good to see her. Like, is he, is he riding much? Yeah, I was gonna say it would be good to hear an update from him because yeah, he is. He's back on the track now. Yeah, he's yeah, riding yeah, a little yeah. bit. I haven't taken easy. Like, yeah, I haven't. You know, I haven't talked to him recently, but um, yeah, let's get him on the show. Yeah, it is. He's pushing in the gym again now too, so which is cool. Maybe after Houston or something, we get him on the show. That'd be fun. 
Um, we're going to be, uh, after this episode here, guys, we're going to be officially hit over a hundred K. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. This, this show is putting us over a hundred thousand downloads on the show. How cool is that? I know I was looking at that today and I was, I was, I forgot to add that in, but I was literally thinking that over a hundred thousand downloads. It's going to be so high cool. five. You know what? High five. Yeah. It's so cool. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. So thank it's you guys so for, all for listening. Yeah. Obviously, obviously yeah. thanks for listening. hundred thousand downloads. Like, wow. We just got to keep bringing on cool guests because I know people are tired of listening to us talk about golf and shit. All right. But you know, Oh, I played today. I played a practice. Oh, I'm, I'm playing in a golf tournament next week. My oh, first yeah, tournament, yeah. Vancouver <laughs> tour tournament. <laughs> One of my local courses I've been out for a practice round today. You, you so know, I, I got to get, make sure I know, like I already know I played, I didn't have time to play a full 18, but I played the back nine and then the two holes in the front. Okay. So I know every club I'm hitting off the tee. Okay, good. Yeah. Did you, do you have one of those books where you can see the layout of the green yardage book? Oh, like a greens book or like yeah. a yardage book. No, like you could, I could make a yardage book, but it's like, you kind of know, right? It's like kind of hardcore. <laughs> like, like, you gotta be a pro. Yeah. Level to do but it. you're allowed to wear your GPS. So you know, like how far the oh, flag is and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. good for amateurs. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I know the course really well. So I don't really, I know what club I'm hitting off the tee. And like today I experimented a couple times with like where I think my shot would be and hit into the greens and stuff. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> Just first golf tournament ever kid lights it up. So wins. there's, yeah, there's a pro division and then I don't know if people have know a golf handicap system. I don't know if I should, I don't, I don't want to fucking explain don't the golf explain, handicap system. But there's system. novice intermediate expert. But levels. there's basically like, yeah. So I'm playing my handicap division. I'm a 10.8 for people that know. And so it's 10 to 18. So I'm at the top of the hand, my flight. Okay. So I, I could, I could legitimately win, win my like flight. Your, your good round. You if I play like a good round, just solid, I, I think I could probably win. Yeah. Can you just like lie and enter like in a different. Yeah, technically you could. Cause golf is based on the honor system. Yeah. Basically you police it yourself. Is, yeah. And so to get your handicap, you upload your scores and it calculates your level. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, yeah, you could, you could put in a bunch of crappy rounds, but like, it's golf. why would you cheat? It's like people do golf, though. People actually would. do, but just like to win amateur golf I'm trying to, too. I'm trying to get as low of a handicap as I possibly can. Yeah. I want right. to, I want to go low as possible. Yeah. You should. Um, That's freaking cool. But yeah, after Houston, well, with our show, I'll have played my first tournament. We can talk about it. Oh, I can't oh I'm wait. so stoked. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to be nervous on the first tee. Oh, I hope you don't spray it. Yeah, <sighs> I, I know you're, you're an athlete though. Here's my thinking. You're an athlete. Okay. You know, you understand what it feels like to have pressure yep. on. So yep. I think you're going to be able to handle it. Well. Yeah. And the first hole is pretty wide open. So just hit it the is, driver. Yeah. Just fucking get it in the air. Just get it in place. Doesn't you literally that hole you're fine anywhere. Just, just whack, just yep. roast one. Are you allowed a caddy? I think you are. Yeah. I'm not going to have one, but you yeah. are. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I could bring Josh on. I was going to bring you on, but you're going to Houston. I would totally so. come on. I, I wouldn't even need to say anything. I would just carry your bag. No, it would just be like, fun. Like, yeah. But you're allowed to pull carts. Oh, yeah, that's good. But it'd be fun. Like, be I know. Sure. Next, next one I play, because they're like every week. Maybe after Houston, I'll go do another one. You'd be my caddy. Yes, please. Yeah. You just pull my, <laughs> you'd pull my back. You're living my non BMX dream right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice shot. I see you, Shy Five. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually super excited. It's gonna be really fun. That's really cool. I know. I'm stoked for you. That'll be fun. I know. Hopefully, hopefully, I got a nice big shiny trophy. What uh, what balls are you gonna play with? Titleist. Nice. Yeah, Titleist nice. probably. Nice. You actually have. It's actually legit. You gotta. You gotta play with all the same balls, right? Yeah, yeah. So you gotta like yeah. tell them before what ball you're playing. So I'm gonna yeah. play with the Titleist. Yeah. Then you gotta carry 14 bat clubs in your bag. So I have my 60 degree in my bag now. So I took my three hybrid out. Okay. Yeah, so now I got fourteen clubs. Nice, smart, <laughs> yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah, imagine I just get DQ'd because of one of these things. You just completely forget. But then during the practice round today, I was like making sure because you know usually like we don't mark our ball, we'll just whatever. Yeah, we just move our ball without marking. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to make sure I was getting the habit of like putting a mark down and then like adjusting my ball. And today, so you know, usually if it's like a two, three f- footer, where it's like, oh fuck it, whatever, it's good. Oh, you have to make. Dude, it. I missed. I lipped out a two footer and a three footer today. <laughs> you were practicing those. I'm sure I know after. I was practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. literally those will get you. Yeah. You have to make those under pressure too. Like a three footer is not easy when there's a little break when your hands wobbling a little yeah. bit like that. Yeah. So like I, I was practicing today. I missed, I lipped out a two footer. I had a four putt double. Oh. No one knows what we're talking about now. No, they don't care. <laughs> I know. We're just talking about I know. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. We'll get you guys out of here. Thanks to the sponsor of the show. Thanks to ProGate Europe. Thanks to motorsheets.com. You guys put the applause on during the ad. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Pro get Europe. You guys already know. Thanks guys. All right. And uh, we'll see you next week. we got Riley house coming on. All right. Looking forward to that. One. That'll be fun. Yeah. Hottest new a pro in the circuit. No, it's we, three for four. That's pretty good. Yeah. We've got the two good. hottest young, young like pros now. Yeah. That's cool. Picardo and young guns yeah, on the yeah, show this yeah. weekend next. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys. peeps.
yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? 